At the T-minus three-minute mark, tape recorders on board the spacecraft were turned on. These recorders record both voice and data. This is WOMMLP operating out of Billington, Vermont, 105.9 The Radiator. It's the Rocket Shop. Good evening. I'm your host, Tom Proxer, and with me tonight is Brianna Elaine. Hello. Hi. Did I say that right? Did I get yes. that wrong? Brianna Elaine. Brianna Elaine. Wonderful. Um, well, pleasure to have you in the studio. Thank you. Um, we like kicking off with a song. So what have you got for us? So first I'm going to play one of my newer songs. Um, it is called I Don't Care. It's kind of about um, not really fitting in or wanting to do that whole nine to five thing. I almost swore. I almost said, uh, you know, BS. But I was like, oh, we're on the radio. Never mind. Uh, so it's kind of about that um, and um, how you should do what you want to do in life because we're all going to die. So don't do the things you don't like. And here it is.
Care there by Brianna Elaine. Gorgeous voice. Thank you very much. Yeah, that is quite stunning. Um, I feel like the song is fairly self-explanatory based on the lyrics, but uh, what I'm probably most curious about is uh, what was the singular event that had you kind of sit down and write this song, or maybe what was the singular event that had you not drive back to work one day and quit? Well, um, for New Year's, I decided that I was going to do my music 100% and quit all of my jobs. I used to be in L&A. Well, I am, technically. Um, amongst other random jobs. And so I decided, you know what? This is what I'm supposed to do, and I'm going to stop half... Can I say ass? Half-assing it. And um, I'm going to go 100% and... Uh, Live my dreams, man, because why not? Yeah, very much will. That's what happened. Definitely (laughs) definitely been on that journey myself. Um, So was it after making that New Year's resolution that you kind of sat down and wrote this song, or was this song kind of in the works prior to them because you had kind of an inkling this might happen? It was before, yeah. Yeah. So do you feel like you had to do that because you wrote the song then? Because you'd be be fraud to sit there (laughs) on stage knowing that you had work at 9 o'clock the next morning. Sure. I mean, well, it was bound to happen anyways. It's my path. Yeah. Um, and since starting in January full-time, what's been your experience so far? It's been going great. I have gigs every weekend, you know, Friday, Saturday, sometimes also Sunday. Uh-huh. And so it's been going great. Um, I have enough money to barely support myself. And um, I'm still alive, haven't died, so it's going great. Yeah, I mean, you've, you've made it 90 days, or at least, yeah. so that's pretty decent. Yeah, every day gets a little better. Yeah. More I, gigs. I did notice that you've got uh, uh, just a, an absolute laundry list of uh, dates coming up. Uh, I, I do. At your website, and yeah, it, it keeps going for, for a while. Yeah. Uh, I was going to ask, uh, is that based on your kind of philosophy on live shows? This is sounds like it's also out of necessity. Um, but is that, is that something you're kind of looking, looking to do, kind of like getting out there as much as physically possible? Yes, I would like to play my music as much as possible to anyone who wants to listen. I even play it when people aren't listening, you know, some gigs when it's kind of like background music. Um, but I always have like a few people who come up and they really enjoyed it, even though maybe it doesn't look like it on their face. Sometimes you think, is anyone listening? Do they hate it? But they like it. Um... And so it's it's been going good. I I do love playing, but I also like recording and all that. I'm working on my second album, um, which I won't reveal yet what it's what it's gonna be called and stuff. But I have ideas. Hmm. Lots. Of, I have lots of ideas. Yeah. Uh, is that is this this three months um, where you've kind of really dedicated and focused on your your music and your art? Has that come with a, uh, a a lot more creativity and space to think, or is it was it those commutes to work in the morning where you kind of got those ideas out and now you're like, oh, I don't know how to fill my days. Um, it's yeah. it's always the same. I always write songs all the time. It's just what I do. And poems. I have these like um song spurts where I kind of get like manic and crazy and like um. Like a mad scientist, but like musician style. And then I just um, go nuts and write like 10 songs within a few weeks and poems and coming up with all kinds of ideas for like 
photo shoot ideas and like music videos. I actually have a, my first music video just came out um, for my song called um, Do You Hear Me Now? It's kind of about, you know, not, not feeling like you're being heard as a musician and not fitting into this society and pressures that it tries to drown me with as an artist. I'm sure all uh, musicians or artists probably feel the same way because <laughs> we're eccentric. Um, so, yeah. Uh, do you, the, during these music spurts, is it kind of just uh, a notepad on the side of the bed waking up in a cold sweat at three in the morning? Or do you have more of like a routine maybe where it's like, all right, uh, I'm going to go to my music room where I will write my music. And it just so happens in those those short weeks, that's when you, you happen to get the most out. Yeah, there is there is no organization. There is no method. There is no secret. It just kind of like bleh, all over and it just comes out real like that. Can you feel those those manic moments as you said, kind of do you do you see indicators that it's about to happen? Or is oh, it yeah, kind of, I feel is it, it. A flash out the blue that you don't even recognize? No, I feel it building up inside of me. And then I, like today, I feel really good today. And I went for a, like a jog. And I looked around, like made sure no cars were coming. And I had my headphones on. And I started dancing like really hard. And I threw like this high kick <laughs> in the air. And then I turned around and there was like five cars coming. And I was like, oh my God, why is this happening? But it was fun. I, yeah. So when I feel good, everything is explosive and amazing. When get- I feel bad, it's really bad. And then I write sad songs. Right. So it all makes songs. Did you get a round of applause or anything by the cars that were coming past? Or? No, no one honked or anything. Ugh. I tried not to make eye contact, so they wish they were me. Yeah, they well, wish. Of course. They wish. Um, so it, it obviously sounds like you you write from like what's going on in this very moment in that in, in that personal experience. You did say that you, uh, you you do draw a lot from growing up and living in Vermont. So how does that kind of manifest in your songs and songwriting? Um, in terms of you know the natural beauty, or, or maybe is it the political environment, or is it the just kind of the small town life? Sure. Well, I grew up in Brattleboro, Vermont, which is um, like artsy, eccentric type of town, and so um, there was a lot of stuff going on there as a kid. Um, a lot of things to be excited by. So, um, and I've been writing music since since I was like ten, probably. Um, so I drew a lot of creativity from that, and um, it is beautiful here. I sometimes go in the woods and, you know, play around and stuff, and or bring my guitar with me, and it's so beautiful in Vermont. I have a Vermont, Vermonter's soul. Um, so it really does help to live in a beautiful place that um, has art and all kinds of art and music around. You said that you've you've been writing since you were about ten years old, which um, I'm not going to try and guess how old you are now. I'm uh, twenty five. So fifteen fifteen years. How I'm sure at ten years old, your your musical style was that of a ten year old. But how is that kind of um, uh, evolved, especially in like the last five years? Say right. So the more that I write, the better it gets. It only gets better. Only gets better, baby. So. <laughs> Yeah, of course, at first it sucked. I started um, really writing poetry and stuff. I mean, I've always sang. Um, when I was a little kid, they would put me in the play and have me sing, at, like school sing and all that cute little stuff <laughs> that your parents can come to. 
I don't know if you guys had that, but school sing. That's where it started. Um, and yeah, so I, I did poetry and then I started just singing. And then my mom had a guitar, which I pulled out one day and I was like, I'm going to teach myself how to play this. And so it's really evolved pretty well. I can't not write music. Um, and every time I write a song, you know, it either like is great and amazing or it's like terrible and it sucks and I trash it. Never save like pieces. Mm. But usually um, it all comes out as one great song and I'm happy and it's done. Stylistically, have you noticed any shifts in, in the last few years in terms of what you're writing about or the, the way that you're writing or even the genre? Sure. So when I was um, younger and I was drinking and partying and stuff um, before I had a baby, um, that was more grungy, definitely, which I still have sometimes if I'm in the right mood. Um, but a lot of my stuff sounds more like sweet and hippie-ish and kind of like Jewel. I listened to a lot of Jewel and like Alanis growing up. Um, so it, it does change and evolve, but I always try to um, challenge myself to like write different ways or, oh, I'm going to write like a jazz song today. And like, I don't even, I don't know how to do that. So just experimenting more, um, keeps me challenged and keeps me interested because sometimes you can get like a creative burnout mm. if you don't take time away so always trying different things have you got anything in mind in terms of this next album coming up and of any kind of change of style or are you gonna kind of real stay, really stay true to that kind of 90s vibe hippie chick kind of uh style that you kind of embodying tonight well I can't change it so much because it's just what comes out. You know, I don't, I don't plan it. So all the songs that I have, that I've had that haven't been recorded, I'm going to try to get those together with some of the new ones. And I actually have another album lined up after that. I have hundreds of songs um, that no one's ever heard except for um, the select few that I play out when I go to my shows. Uh... So really, I've got an arsenal of music. I forgot what your question was. And, uh, yeah, yes. Well, I think, uh, in which case, it's probably time for another song. So Thank you. Thank <laughs> oh, thank God. So what you got for us? Um, okay, so I'm going to play Drowning, which I wrote when I was depressed. And um, it's one of those grungy songs that we were just talking about. It's one of my favorites. It's um, it's off my first album, um, which is called Flower in the Sun, which came out in uh, 2020, two years ago. Wow. Okay. So. Wait, no, that's not how it goes. Hold on.
playing there with Drowning. And so you said that that was from your first album, uh, Flower in the Sun, came out in 2020. Um, so as, uh, as you mentioned before we started, it came out two years ago, but you have been making and performing since you were 10. Why was it in 2020? Why was it that year that you decided you'd come out with your first album? I don't know. Um, well, I've always had this urge to like, it's got to get done. But I kind of think about things more than I really do them. Like, writing music and playing it live is great. And recording, I'm not that um, experienced in. So, and also money takes a lot of money. So my mom got a new boyfriend and he does music. He's like, well, I have, um, whatever, this equipment, some Bose Bose thing. Some like old fashioned like recording thing. It's like a whatever. I'm not gonna try to explain it because like it will be terrible. Um, but he's like, you can come down to my music room and we can record it. Um, so we did, and then I brought it to um, a studio. My friend Rod and his wife Claudine. They're so sweet. Um, they have Mount Hollywood Studios in Mount Holly. So I brought it there, and he helped me mix and master it. So, so opportunistic, I guess, would be the reason why yeah. it happened in 2020. Yeah. So how was that experience first getting things think down? Like, you know, your first record after performing for so long. And then um, how does that translate into what you're now trying to do in the second album? So it was a good first experience. <clears throat> um, I was pretty busy at that time. It took me a while to get the whole thing done, probably like a year Um my son, he's almost five now. Um, he was littler then. <laughs> so it was a good first experience. I learned a lot. Um, and now I'm ready to kind of build on that and use what I learned from my first album to give it a go at like a more, a real studio. It's not someone's basement. How does that look for you? You said, you know, you learn from that and you, you want to kind of maybe do it slightly differently. And obviously the studio and the location, in fact, professional, professional studio obviously makes a big difference. But is there anything like uh, musically or stylistically um, that you'll be doing different this time around? Because you tried it out in the first time, you're like, actually, that's not really the sound that I'm looking for. Yeah, so I think definitely um, I'm going to be adding other musicians um, and instruments onto the new CD. Um, I'm not sure exactly what, yeah, I do have a band. It's called the Brianna Lane Band, and I have a uh, bass player and a drummer. I have a pianist, but he's, we don't have him anymore. Um, so I'm definitely going to be adding some of their magical stuff that they do is really good and then I might add some other stuff like cello or who knows what mm. I'm gonna kind of record the bass tracks like my vocals and guitar and then listen to it over and over and kind of feel out you know what exactly I want to put on there so that I have an idea of what to tell the musicians when they come in because you have to pay them and so I want to know exactly what I want um so that'll make a big difference more of a, you know, not just a raw acoustic type album. Right. 
Um, and you mentioned that you you've got a band now, Brianna, uh, the Brianna Lane Band. Um, so we have got Jared Johnson in there and Aaron Martin. Yes, mm-hmm. getting that right. Yes. Um, so how did you meet them, and why did you make the decision to go from solo artist to uh, to a musician with a band backing her? Well, some venues do not hire solo musicians, and I want to do it all. So I was like, I need a band. I need it now. <laughs> Plus, it seems fun. Like, come on. And I have um, Jerry Johnson and Aaron Martin are both very... I mean, it seems like they're pretty well-known musicians around the area. Um, Jared is from The Samples, and Aaron was in The Garcia Project, and they've both been in lots of bands and have lots of experience. So they're just, they're so fun to play with because I don't have to, like, really tell them what to do because they're super good. So (laughs) just to have someone um, backing you up on your original songs, it's just, it's a new, it's a whole new thing. It's not like you're playing a cover where, you know, you're experiencing it all for the first time, what it sounds like to have these instruments on my songs, and it's so freaking magical. Um, the keyboardist was, well, he was my boyfriend, and um, so he reached out online or something because he was also, you know, he's in a bunch of bands, and found these guys and was like, hey, do you want to play um, with this girl? And they listened to my music, and they were like, heck yeah. So they came to rehearse with us. They liked it. Um my original stuff, you know, it's more interesting to them, I think, to be doing more originals than covers. It's fun to do something new. So. Yeah. Uh, for you, was that somewhat a vulnerable experience the first time you kind of sat in front of them and, and played it out for them? Um, because it's one thing for someone in an audience to listen to you because it's right. you are just giving them you know what you've created but in this situation you're inviting someone in to create with you so how did that feel in terms of that initial uh introduction right well it's kind of like um here's my song do you like it because if you don't i guess you're gonna tell me you don't want to be in the band so here it is thankfully they they seem to really like it um so, I mean, yeah, it was a little bit nerve-wracking, but they're pretty cool. Um, so it wasn't so bad. And especially the way they picked right up on the songs, I was like, that was awesome. And I guess they thought it was awesome, too. So it was it was good. I was a little nervous, but it was good. Do you collaborate with them at all uh, musically? Or is it, as you said, like, I've got a vision for what this sounds like. This is what the vision is going to be. Or do they bring their own elements into your songs? So... I play my songs, and they do their thing. I don't really tell them what to do. Um, They write it, like, as we go, I guess. And then they remember it for next time, and it sounds good. So I'm like, great job. So has that (laughs) changed your music at all? Is is it it pre-band Brianna Elaine, like, raw singer-songwriter, and now it's band Brianna Elaine? And the actual two songs themselves, is that yours or now do you count that as, uh, you know, as a collective's? Well, it is a collective. I mean, they did write, you know, their own parts and everything to my music. We actually haven't done any gigs yet. It's a pretty new band. Um, We've rehearsed 
several, four or five times. Um, but they know the songs enough where I'm confident to put them, like, on my album, have them go in the studio, get it done. Um, yeah. Well, sounds like it sounds like it's taken a very uh interesting new direction and obviously it's quite new so it's yeah. difficult to really it's fun it's fun i've been in a few different bands like when i was younger i played with i did this and then we had like a conga player an electric guitarist so it was super weird mix and i don't know if we were that great <laughs> that was like my first group and then i had a group called the dirty birdies <laughs> and um yeah, some of the, like, the bass player didn't know how to play bass like we taught him. And then we were like, okay, great, you know how to play the bass now. Like, let's go and play. <laughs> play. <laughs> we did, like, open mics, and we had, like, one paid gig before I, like, ran away to do my own thing again. But that was really fun. I mean, it's all um, a totally different experience trying to figure out how to play with other people, uh, which I was scared of for a while just because it's – I'm nervous, and it's easier to do my own thing. And plus, if someone does something I don't like, I'm like, terrible, stop, like, cut it off. And I'm mean and terrible. So I'm just, you know, trying to figure out how to be nice to people um, and and communicate exactly, like, what I want, you know, my vision, and not be too scared and, like, too polite to be like, I didn't like that. Mm-hmm. I want this. <laughs> um but I haven't had to do that yet with my with my band people now because they, I'm like that sounds great, <laughs> wonderful. <laughs> so this is actually kind of a departure from what it's been like in previous bands, whereas you've had maybe a few more creative differences or there's maybe a bit bit of a bigger skill gap. But this time around, these yeah. guys are, are professionals. They're geared. They're on it. They know exactly what they're doing. Right. They, yes, they know exactly what they're doing. They're great. Um, and I'm more experienced too. It is different it's definitely different to play with like especially drums and stuff if you're not if you're only used to playing by yourself and um I do all kinds of like weird like stopping and like make it silent and then like keep going that is kind of hard to communicate with a band you know you have to kind of you would have to practice the songs a lot and stuff but they pick up on it you know I tell them once or twice so I'm gonna do this and that and it goes pretty smoothly so well, I'm happy for you that this this one this this band seems to be working out. Um, yeah. I would love to hear another song. Okay. So what have you got for us? Um, I'm gonna do. How much time do we have left? Do I have one more song? Uh, I would say yeah, probably about one more song. Okay, and then I'm gonna do this. Um, it's called One Another. I wrote this last summer, probably.
playing there. And sorry, I didn't quite get the song uh, before you started. What's the, what was the name of that one? One Another. One Another. Well, thank you so much for coming in. Before I let you go, I want you to plug away as much as you can on terms of what you what the gigs you've got coming up, where to find you online, how can people give you money, that kind of thing. Totally. So um, my website, BriannaElaine.com. Um, on the top, it has a big button that says support me click that send me all the money that you have um it's worth it you know pay for the art just kidding not all the money that you have anyways um and all my gigs are on there all my upcoming gigs there's videos there's pictures um there's all kinds of stuff i'm on facebook brianna elaine music i'm on um instagram brianna elaine music i'm not on tiktok yet because i don't know i just like downloaded it so i don't want i don't want to do it i don't want to tiktok but everyone's like you need the tiktok so worth it. Uh, i i got a tiktok so um that'll be coming soon i guess um yeah i have a youtube brianna elaine all there and where can people see you so you got a few gigs coming up yep so playing? uh this weekend i'm playing at the lake bombazine lodge and tap room in bombazine vermont and then i'll be playing at calcutta's at fox run golf course it's um a restaurant and a golf course type thing and then i've been playing a lot at the killington distillery they like me there um, so I'll be playing there a lot and then a bunch of miscellaneous gigs. I play at third place pizza in Castleton, um, the ice house in Castleton. I'll be playing at the Woodstock. What is it? Like a farmer's market, um, over the summer. I have a lot of stuff coming up, so it'll be interesting to do that. The Bradford artisan market. Let's see where else. I can't think of where else right now, but. And any new places I'm happy to play at because I love playing at new places so I don't get bored. Oh, Tavern on the Square in New Hampshire. I'll be playing there. So lots of stuff coming up. Nice. Um, well, we're very much looking forward to hearing that second album come out. So make sure you come back in again when that uh, does finally drop. Um, but it's been an absolute pleasure having you in this evening. Perfect. Thank you for having me. No, not a problem. Well, you can tune in next week. We've got uh, Kane Corso coming in. They sound like they're going to be an absolute riot, so definitely listen in. Uh, but for now, so that's ton- that's everything tonight. This has been WOMMLP, operating out Burlington, Vermont, 105.9 The Radiator, The Rocket Shop. I've been your host, Tom Proctor, and good night. Thank you. Thank you, thank you. That was great.